Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. Are you ready to take your life to the most incredible level possible in 2016? Well, we've had three sold out wellness summits these last few years, but honestly, nothing comes close to the wellness breakthrough and we have just three spots remaining. Your favorite wellness couch experts, the wellness guys, Karen Smith, Kim Morrison, Quirky Cookings, Joe Whitten, Marcus Pierce, and of course, Carl Brock are gathering in the Dandenong Ranges for three days and two nights for one incredible event. If you want possibly the greatest peer group in health and wellness to help you catapult your life to the next level, then we'd love to see you at the Wellness Breakthrough from February 5th to the 7th. But again, there's only three spots available. Entry to the breakthrough is by application only, and to apply, simply email your contact details to marcus at thewellnesscouch.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favourite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill. And this week, I'm joined by someone from across the ditch, from across in New Zealand. She's been doing paleo for 13 years, so she was a bit of an early adopter in this. Uh, She has now created a food company three years ago that's all about gluten-free, wheat-free, dairy-free meals, snacks, smoothies, all sorts of great stuff. So I'm really excited to hear about this journey, and I'm really excited to introduce to the show Belinda Tuki. Hello. Hello, Belinda. Now, did I get your last name right? You did. You said it perfectly. Excellent, excellent. As soon as I said it, I thought, I think I might have got that wrong. (laughs) Anyway, I'm glad I got that right. All right, Belinda, so you've been doing this for ages, and you you told me off air that you got into paleo 13 years ago without even realizing you were getting into paleo or what paleo was for health reasons. So what was your journey, Belinda? I was, from the age of 15, so not that long ago, no, uh, I was an angry vegan, I used I call myself. I was vegan from about 15 right through to about 28. Yeah, wow. And it just didn't, at the time, I didn't know it wasn't working for me, but I had no energy, so I was extremely lethargic. I was really moody, really moody, and I actually assumed that that was just my personality, <laughs> um, yeah, because it was my teenage, my 20-somethings, and then just everything, and I, my sleeping habits were terrible, um, you know, everything that you could think of, the bloating, the pains, the aches, the, mm-hmm. all of it, and luckily enough, I kind of came to this point in my life where I wanted to change completely everything I was doing, so I gave up a really good contract um, that I had, I went to India, did that, as you do, came back and then went, oh, I have another holiday, so I'll go to the US because I had a friend over there. It's not that as, you, as you do, I know, at that age. And um, it was actually there. I turned up in Texas and my friend said, oh, I've just started with a personal trainer. Do you want to have a session with him? Do you want to go to the gym? And I'm, seriously, I'm not sporty. I didn't do sport at school. Uh, the gym just, I rolled my eyes and she said, well, what else do you need? You know, you're here on holiday. You might as well. So I had this session with him and it was, was you know, one of those painful moments, but it was <laughs> where I went, wow, I think this could be something I'd like. And he said to me, okay, Belinda, if I'm going to train you, 
you need to eat exactly what I say. And he said, the thing is, he goes, I can tell by the, by looking at you, you are just eating completely wrong for you. So this mm-hmm. fellow, bless, just bless his soul, I'm so um, grateful to him, just knew. And he said, you need to pull out grains. You're obviously not good with dairy anyway, which I wasn't, which is why I was part of being vegan. I said, yeah, I'm lactose intolerant. Um, and you need to increase your protein. And I said, oh, shoot, what does that mean? And he said, okay, well, at least start doing eggs and chicken. Um, so, And that was it. That was the start of it. So I went from vegan to having eggs, chicken, pulling out all grains, no processed food whatsoever. Um, and within the week, the change was just ridiculous, physically, mentally, um, people at the gym were wondering what he was, how he was training me because I assumed it was all about that and we were only doing three half-hour sessions. Um, but the composition-wise was dramatic change. Um, I went from a skinny, fat you know, person to very lean um, but strong and I just had no more issues, no more issues with food. Um, I was able to eat, I was able to sleep, I was, I was happy, I had tons of energy, um, and that was it for me. I was sold. So you obviously noticed those changes pretty quickly. I mean, within weeks? Within the week. Yeah. Within the week. That's amazing, it was, isn't it? It was, it was. It was honestly like a, a miracle. And I couldn't get over the fact that it was, you know, 90% of it was actually the food was truly the food um, and it was like I finally like t- took off the blinders and I could could see because I must have been living you know my teens and those 20s um, just under a cloud like I really was walking around like a zombie I think um, and I, it was just I was crazy I was just, like doing a Tom Cruise on the couch jumping on the couch thing it was just <laughs> Everyone then, obviously, poor buggers that knew me, I was like, this is it. This is the way. <laughs> you have to eat this way. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's go back a step to start with. So let's talk about the angry vegan. So at 15 years of age, what was it that made you decide that vegan was the way to go? Well, I was um, a wonderful dork, I would call myself, and I read far too many books and documentaries and things like that that's what I did and um, I think I just I, I can't remember the documentary I watched but I read that I watched it as well as a book and I just went oh my god I'm, I'm not eating meat anymore um, and I mustn't and it's not actually about that the welfare of the animals that really wasn't the case at that age it was more about what was in the meat because of how they were eating and how they were looked after. And it just, to me, seemed very diseased and very wrong. Um, and, you know, when you're 15, <laughs> things happen. Yeah. And I just went completely cold turkey. That was it. I remember saying to my mum, that's it. No more. You know, <laughs> we're a typical Kiwi, like Australians. We had our steak all the time. We had our, you know, it was pretty normal to be eating red meat. Um, and, yeah, that was it. I just stopped it. So how did you go at first? Because often people do quite well vegan, particularly initially. So what did you notice when you first started doing vegan? Well, all I can remember, because I was so young, I didn't, I can't really see any real difference. Um, And myself, it wasn't like I suddenly became, you know, energized, healthy, 
enlightened or anything like that because I was just 15. I just went from eating typical meat, veg kind of a thing to, to not. Um, apart from the fact that I was grump, moody. And I say it like in a light-hearted, ha-ha, moody way, or it must be hormonal, but, but that's what I thought it was. I just thought it's hormones. I'm, I'm you know, a teenager and, you know, I'm, that's just the way I am. Um, but looking back, it really wasn't right for me, right from the start. And how did your friends and family react when you went vegan, and, and what did they oh, notice? It was I was a weirdo. I was the weird one. Like at family events and that, I was that weird one. Um, people, you know, they'd roll their eyes at me, you know, and as a joke it would be, oh, remember, don't, don't um, have your meat touch her plate and all that kind of silly stuff. You know, they went a bit anal about it. But, um, yeah, and I, I mean it was, you know, good old... I'm from GI in Auckland, and it's, you know, quite a low socioeconomic area. Um, and so I was a little bit, you know, bougie and self-righteous, I guess, they probably saw me as. Um, but I was just trying to find, you know, my way and who I was, and I that was quite a big part for me. It was like, well, that's just who I am. Um, but, yeah, definitely looking back, I was like, wow, that was crazy. It really did. <laughs> so- so let's talk about your transition to what you now say is paleo. Um, how did that go? I mean, a lot of people, I think, who have, you know, gone vegan or vegetarian for moral reasons can really mm. struggle with, you know, reintegrating meat and eggs and those sort of things oh, into their diet. Um, yes, yes. Was that still hard for you, even though it was sort of more of a health choice? I cried like a baby when I first sat down to some eggs. Um and it was just this, it was, it was a huge shock to my system, yeah, you know, emotionally, mentally, uh, and then I just gave thanks, though, and I think once I did that and kind of got over myself and went, you know what, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, eggs, thank you, chicken, thank you, fish, when I started bringing fish back in, um, and realising that I still need to make sure that I, and walking on this earth the best that I possibly can and as healthy as I possibly can so I can do what I want to do, you know, and serve my purpose. So once I kind of got to that point, um, then I was fine. But, yeah, those first few meals were, were difficult. <laughs> and so what else did you do to help you out around that? I mean, did you start researching into, I guess, maybe things like, you know, some people find researching into farming practices and realising that, you know, there, there are healthy ways to look after animals and that, that you oh, know, maybe you make better choices, then that helps as well. You know, what else did you do to help yourself around that? Yeah, I mean, I think, thankfully, blessed to live here. You know, we're very blessed to live in this part of the world. Um, so at least I kind of knew I could easily, you know, research and access where, where my food was coming from. Um, so, I mean, in the US where I started eating like that, it was a little bit different. So my, um, sanity over there was Whole Foods, you know, <laughs> I kissed the ground once I went into those stores and that was really good. So I always made sure I was eating as, as, yeah, um, sustainable and ethically as possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that makes a difference, doesn't it? It, it does. It makes a huge difference. Absolutely. And I think the more you start researching into it and the more you look into things like, uh, you know, like some of the stuff Joel Salatin's doing and looking after animals and then, you yes. know, you, 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 re- you hear some of the stuff from, um, you know, from across in South Africa, some of the research they've been doing around, 
um, you know, reintroducing animals into desertified areas and, you know, realising that that actually can be a really healthy way to look after the planet as opposed to a detriment to the planet. You know, we yes. have this kind of idea that these monocultures of wheat, you know, are healthier for the planet, um, which doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, it's, it's a very unnatural state for the planet to be in. It's just a monoculture of one particular plant rather than a combination of plants and animals and... And animal, and exactly, and balance and life and yin and yang and, and the whole thing. I think we are, we're very much a society and culture of extremes yeah. and, and it's about getting that balance back. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about your self-righteousness because you mentioned <laughs> that twice. You mentioned that about when you went vegan and you mentioned that about when you went paleo and... This happens to a lot of people, I reckon, when they start taking on something new. Um, and often I think it's related to when it's new to you and you're perhaps not as confident in it yourself yet, um, yes. is you tend to be a bit more forceful about wanting everyone else to agree with you and to take it on board. So tell us about how that went for you. Well, I'm quite a forceful personality anyway, so I kind of am one of those where, oh my gosh, this is just the way it is and it's everyone should do it. Um but I think because, especially when I went paleo or started eating clean, just my energy levels and just how I felt was so amazing. I thought if I've been walking around feeling what I thought was normal, it obviously wasn't and was more like a zombie. I said, how many other people that I know and I love are doing it? And I just really wanted to be able to help and, and support them. So, I mean, I'm, I mean, yes, I went around telling everybody, you should do this too, um, but I did it in a very loving, <laughs> subtle way, I think, where I just kind of say, hey, have you thought about trying to eat this? Or how about instead of having it with rice, pull the rice out or pull the bread out? A little, Just little things. Yeah. You know, I think because I'm a very much an all or nothing person and that's fine, that's just the way I run and I'm, it's easy for me to do that. But obviously there's a lot of people that, you know, baby steps. Yeah. And I think that's what you realise over time, isn't it? That everyone's different. Yes. And that everyone has their own way of doing it. And so you can't, you can't force people to do what you want them to do. You can't force people to do it your way. Oh, but you can, you can ask questions and provide information and create an opportunity there for them to do it if that's what they want to do. Exactly. And, and then you kind of have to just step back and let them do, you know, go their own path. And I think as long as people have informed, you know, they can make an informed decision, it's those where you think, okay, you're only eating that way or eating more processed or whatever because you don't know any different and you're just being sold to by these fabulous, you know, marketing budgets mm. <laughs> that are out there. Yeah. So at what stage did you decide that you wanted to share this with other people in a more formal way, that you were going to create a company to help share this stuff? Well, I, when I returned from the US, I actually returned as a certified personal trainer and, and food coach because, <laughs> you know, if I'm, gonna, if I'm going to do it, I'll do it <laughs> properly. And um, so I came back to Auckland and I was doing that, you know, for probably about six months, probably only yeah, about six months. And then I noticed, though, that my clients and everyone that I came in contact with, yes, they wanted, you know, to be thinner or have muscles and what have you. Um, but they were spending a ton of money on supplements and not really caring about the food that they put in. And here I was at that time, I was eating a tray a day of eggs, just egg whites, because in the end I used egg white as my main source of protein because it just worked better for me. And, um, and I said, this is ridiculous. You know, people would throw down 300 bucks for fat burners and carb blockers and, you know, protein powders and bars back then that were horrific. Um, so my first... 
business prior to the Honest Food Company um, was actually an egg white protein product, and it was the first in New Zealand. Um, and you could, it was liquid egg white, and um, so I was very, very new um, to the industry. Everyone was like, what the heck is that? Why are you wanting us to, to drink egg white and put it in smoothies? Um, but that went really well um, up until about a few years ago where my manufacturer was like, gosh, this is going well. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, my product basically turned up on supermarket shelves um, under their name. So, right. so, yeah, so that was just one of those moments, though, where I think, well, the universe, things happen for a reason, and um, it took me only about a day or so to kind of freak out and go, what was the plan here, what's going on, um, and so I basically just turned that business off, like the website, my stockers, my customers, let them know what happened, but said, hey, you know, what's great is now you can buy it in every supermarket in New Zealand, it's just not... Hmm my product but you know hey you're still benefiting from it um and from there the honest food company kind of rose out of those ashes and the name's kind of ironic given that context i know isn't it interesting and it was it made me kind of look a bit more within and say well actually i'd been in the weight loss industry by then for about six or so years and i realized that's not really where i sat and that's not what it was about for me. It was more, It's and it always has been. And so with the Honest Food Company, I was like, okay, I want to be able to obviously fill this gap. I want people to be able to conveniently be able to eat paleo and it's functional food and it's, you know, made with the best quality ingredients and, and all of those kind of levels. Um, but that it's not about the food, though, as such. That's just a, a piece to the puzzle. So, yeah, so that's how the Honest Food Company came about. So it's not about fat loss. It's not about just the food. So what's your why behind doing it? You know, if, if in 10 years' time you looked back and your company had achieved everything you hoped it would achieve, mm-hmm. you know, what would be the difference that you've made in the world and, and how would people feel that and know that? I think so. Um, one of my core values for my business anyway is profit with a purpose. So for me... My, my, my girls, I call them, but my staff um, are all paid a living wage, which is very unusual. Um, but that's one of my things. I want to be able to employ, you know, either mums coming back into the workforce or just people who may be finding it hard to get back into um, the workplace, um, a, a job where they feel like they're doing something amazing. Uh, for the world because they're hand-making these beautiful, you know, creations. They're earning a living wage, so they're coming, you know, to work happy. They are doing, oh, most of my staff are on so five to six-hour days because I think, you know, work is work, but life is life, and I don't mm-hmm. think it should be all about your job and, and that. You should be able to come in, do your job, do it really, really well, get paid well, and then go out and actually enjoy your family and, and what have you. So that's one of my main um, core values for my business. And then with the actual food, it's kind of like, for me, I think everyone is here for a reason and our mission and purpose, whatever that is. But to be able to do that effectively, we need to be able to fuel ourselves and nourish ourselves correctly. So that's why with the Honest Food Co, the tagline is nourish your journey. Yeah. You know, because for me, a journey literally is a journey, obviously, because most people could take blondie and brownie bars on a plane if they're traveling, but just for your journey in life, 
And, uh, you know, and it's one of those things where some people might go, really, Belinda? But it's, you make paleo protein bars or what have you. But there's very much a bigger picture where I'm allowing people to kind of be in their space and be in their bliss and do what they need to do, knowing that they're being nourished. Yeah, and, and that's the beauty of it, isn't it? That, you know, the it's not about being paleo. It's not about weight loss. Uh-oh. It's not even about health. It's no. about what that allows you to do. And that's when it gets really exciting, isn't it? When you realize that by doing this, by looking after yourself, by nourishing your body, then you actually can enable yourself to do those things that you would love to be doing, whatever that is for you. And that's when it gets really exciting, I think. Oh, it does, you know, and I think, can you imagine if everybody on this earth woke up every morning just filled with that, whatever that passion and purpose is, and just get up and do it. And I don't even mean the grand thing, because I think a lot of people, when you talk about passion and purpose, they think you mean like to be the, you know, the next leader of the free world and be this an actor or be famous. And it's like, it's not even about that. It's about being, you know, the best version of yourself in whatever shape or form that is. So let's talk about some of the products, some of the stuff that you make, because I'm just looking at this salt and vinegar activated organic almonds as we speak, <laughs> yes. and they look really nice. They, they're, they're, they're tempting me. They're tormenting me right now because they look delicious. But what did you start with? So I started with the bars. I started with the um, paleo protein bars um, because for me that was the pain in the butt issue that when I was rushing around from meeting to meeting and what have you, I couldn't make myself um, you know one of my smoothies and it will still be okay you know a couple hours later and so I needed to create a bar um, that actually did what it was meant to do you know which was to satisfy and reduce cravings and help you burn fat and what have you so yeah so the bars came first but they weren't called blondie and brownie that that only happened about six months ago um, I think they were just called the almond bar and the cashew bar. <laughs> there was not a lot of creativity went into the names back then. Um, and then the protein powder and mix is, so you've got naked protein. And then my primal protein mix, which I think is very much a, um undercover superstar because people, if you don't realize, you know, what it is and then you try it, I mean, I get just the most amazing feedback from it. So, so um, tell us what's in that. Yeah, so Primal Protein Mix is actually a my version of a replacement paleo cereal. But what I was seeing out there in the market was just nuts and seeds mixed together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, I, and I, don't, I, I don't really mean it flippantly, but it's like sometimes I do say to people, just go and put some nuts and seeds together then. Um, but I wanted it to have be truly functional. So we have our own secret blend, I guess, of our protein mix in there and a ton of superfoods um it's got everything basically that you would want in one kind of hit and so we have people who use it as a paleo cereal or uh, you know you can sprinkle it on your smoothie or on your salads that was interesting when customers started doing that and they said it's fantastic um or you can just make really yummy bliss balls you just add your your own either a nut butter or date or whatever um and so yeah i wanted a really versatile product into into that range so even if you weren't for example thinking oh i need protein bars or powders um i knew that as a family you know having ppm in your pantry everyone would be able to have it and enjoy it so tell us about the the superfoods what sort of stuff have you got in there 
Oh, so we've got our goji and our chia. Um, so we've got all our all, all the really good nuts. We've got cashew, almond, macadamia. Uh, we have linseed. We have um, beautiful organic coconut oil, um, organic coconut chips, um, which are just gorgeous. They just add to that nice level of, of taste in there. Um, we've probably got more, actually. I should have it up on my website while I talk to you. But um, <laughs> so, yeah. That's all right. That's all yeah. right. And so obviously, I mean, those are expensive ingredients, right? So, so that, that means that it's not necessarily a cheap cereal. You know, obviously, the mass-produced cereals on the market, you know, we're so used to uh, breakfast cereals being coming in these gigantic boxes of really cheap cereal. Um, but there's more to it than that in terms of when you think about the actual cost of that in terms of your life and your health, then it kind of changes the equation a bit. So how do you explain that to people, the, the value of spending more money for a smaller packet of cereal but obviously, getting more ingredients, getting more satiation, all those sort of things as well. How do you how do you just how do you show people the value? Yeah, it's, it's, that was um, probably the the main issue at the beginning when I when I launched that product. Is everyone's like, oh my goodness, really? That price for that? And then obviously saying to them, well, if you look at the serving size anyway of your typical breakfast cereal, you're not meant to fill the whole bowl, but you do because. You need to because it's not, you know, there's no yeah. nutrition in it. Um, <laughs> whereas, you know, with PPM, I'd say to them, you only need a couple of tablespoons. And they'll be like, no. So most of my initial customers, I'd say do it, try it. If it's not working for you, if it really doesn't satisfy you, then just give it back and we'll give you your money back. <laughs> and I'm happy to say we've never had to do it. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That's very, That's cool. very cool. So, so obviously you're pretty creative in the kitchen. You know, you've obviously got a bit of a head around this sort of stuff. You're able to make nut balls and bliss balls and bars and these I'm sort of things. So, thing. I'm not a foodie. Um, oh, I know I always laugh when I, I was filmed for a TV show the other week. It's hilarious because I said I'm so not a foodie. But what I like, what I'm very good at is I'm able to look at, you know, products that are out there or what I think people are needing or they're telling me and I'm able to figure it out you know and decipher okay this is how best to create it and obviously like we I play with it and we add different ingredients and we look at you know mouth you know um taste and texture and all that sort of stuff um but no I think I just have a inbuilt skill I don't know what it is where I can just kind of go okay I think this is going to be amazing and we'll pull that out and add this and it's going to work so what's a day in the life of look like for you? Like what's what's your breakfast, lunch and dinner and snacks throughout oh, the day? Yeah, so at the moment I've been doing um, obviously some paleo protein smoothies using Naked because it's getting warmer. Um, I'm actually not a big um, meal person for breakfast, which I think confuses a lot of people <laughs> because we're all told to eat huge breakfasts. And um, so that's one of my things I say to people is it's actually really about trusting your own, you know, trust your gut and start listening to your body. So in the morning, if I'm up quite early, it will be a naked smoothie. Um, if it's a little bit later, then I'll have eggs, oh, you know, the good old poached eggs, spinach, avocado. I think that's just yeah. the most awesome mix ever. Um, and I have blondie, I like my blondie bar and um, before 1 p.m., which I know is weird, but if I am hungry and I'm in between something and I just need a snack, I'll have blondie. Uh, lunch is typically like a chicken and salad, really simple. Afternoon, I have like, you know, when you get that 3 p.m. kind of feel, and you're like, oh, I feel like something. Then I have brownie bar. 
Um, I never can eat a whole one though. They're really, they're really filling. So I typically <laughs> eat half one. Um, up, and then I'm feeling good until dinner, which is once again, really simple, just protein, good fats and some vegetables. Yeah, I'm really, honestly, I'm really boring with the way I eat, which is why, which is why I love going out for dinner. Yeah. No, it sounds like me. I'm, I'm the same. I'm very simple. I have very simple tastes, like meat and three veg, and I'm happy. You know, like it, and, and I think that's a great thing for people to understand when it comes to paleo. Like, I think sometimes we think about paleo, and you might research paleo, and you might look it up on the internet, and you see all these complicated recipes people are doing, and they're doing these amazing conversions of these complicated meals and making them paleo, which is magnificent, and it's great to do every now and then. And, and I love it when I go to someone else's house and they do that for me, yes. or as you said, I go to dinner and they do that for me. But it doesn't have to be that hard. You know, it really can be meat and three veg. It can be so simple to do paleo at home. Oh, my gosh, yes. You don't I have to make it so difficult. I've, I've got, like, all the cookbooks. I got, you know, because when it finally became a trend... And, you know, suddenly there were all these amazing paleo cookbooks. I just went, I was so excited. But I just look at them and I love the pictures and things. But um, <laughs> Or I'll look at it and pull it out and go, actually, I don't need those 30 ingredients. I'll make do with the six things. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> who has time for that? I don't have that's time exactly for that. That's exactly what I do. I'm like, that's too hard. I'm like you. I'm, I am not a chef. I'm not a cook. You know, like usually I do have to follow a recipe, although I'm getting slightly better now. You know, I, I can manage yeah. to adjust a little bit yeah i look at the list of ingredients i'm like okay what are the most important ones you know i'll just get those couple and see how we go you're so like me i am all about function eh? i'm just so bored it's like i need the functional ingredients i need to make sure it's doing this for me and obviously have good flavor and then that's it i'm done it's awesome well then i just have to branch out because i feel sorry for my kids and my partner i'm just like oh god They're just getting the same meal every day. I've got to do something for them. It's so true. That's when I pull out the recipes. And it's great. You know, people like Pete Evans, who just does the most amazing recipes. And, you know, I think even he's sort of going in the same direction. Like, if you look at his initial books, they had lots of ingredients in them. They were amazing recipes, but they were, there was a few steps to them. I'm sure Pete did them in no time. But, you know, for me, they were a bit complicated. And then you look at his more recent books, and they're such simple recipes for families that are just beautiful, easy to do. They still taste great. But they're just so much simpler and easier. So I think everyone's kind of looking in the same direction, thinking, hey, yeah, we don't have to be so fancy. It can just be a simple meal, which is fantastic. Absolutely. And that's actually a good point because I got a Pete's latest one and I, I just went hallelujah when I opened it. Cause I, and, I, and I remember, I think I posted it probably on my own personal page and I said to my friends, oh, my gosh, get this one. Yeah. You can actually make, you can, everyone can make these meals. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't have to like leave work early to <laughs> yeah. get it done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is fantastic. So what would you like to leave everyone with, Belinda? Tell us a little bit about, you know, the message you would like to send to everyone out there about, well, about your products, but also about paleo, about health, about, you know, making change for themselves. What would you like to tell everyone? Yeah, I think any, I think whenever we do make a change or want to make a change, we just have to make sure it's for the right reasons. Um, and, you know, and I think with paleo or being healthy, you know, the reasons have to be more than just, yeah, wanting to lose weight or get, you know, be in a bikini this summer or what have you, um, because it really is a lifestyle change. And it's also, um, which I know you're probably the same, it's so not a diet. Yeah. Um, it's just a way of eating and it's truly a way of living, um, which sounds so corny. But, um, but I really think it is because for me it's about the, you know, the outcome isn't about 
losing weight or what have you. It's about that energy and it's about having that energy so you can go and, you know, kick ass in this world and whatever the hell you want to do. So that's it for me. I'm totally about living, you know, 100% authentically and just being real and showing up in this world as your true self. And you need to be able to nourish yourself correctly to be able to do that. Well, that's perfect. I can't think of a better way to finish off this interview, Belinda. So for people who want to find out more about you and your products, they can go to www.honestfood.co.nz. They can find you on Facebook at The Honest Food Co. or Instagram and Twitter at Honest Food Co. So thank you again, Belinda. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on board today. Thank you so much, Brett. My pleasure. So until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. We hope you enjoyed this Wellness Catch podcast brought to you by Audible. Do you find that you just don't have time to read all the awesome books that you hear mentioned on The Wellness Couch? Well, Audible might just have the answer. Audible is offering the Wellness Couch listeners a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can get books like Eat Right for Your Blood Type, Why We Get Fat by Gary Torps, Paleo Diet for Athletes, or even The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash The Wellness Couch. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash The Wellness Couch for your free audiobook. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.